Hello and welcome. It's the chat. I am Manny. Since I've ever known my guests, she's always dressed in one way. She has one mode of dressing. And she comes with it a lot of intelligence and elegance. Plus, of course, a very good voice. Omotayo Omoto Show is a veteran Nigerian broadcaster, the former chairman of the Lagos State Broadcasting Corporation, former director general of the Nigerian Tourism Development Corporation, and chief executive officer of Pace Setters Communications. Born in 1963 and raised in Ibadan, Tayo, for short, is the last of five children. She attended Sacred Heart School Ibadan and Christ School Adoekiti. She is an alumnus of the University of Lagos, where she obtained a bachelor's degree in psychology with specialization in communication psychology. Tayo got a head start in the broadcast industry working as a youth corps member with the Nigerian Television Authority NTA Ibadan in 1986 and thereafter moved to the Broadcasting Corporation of Oyo State, BCOS, where she served for two years and later joined the Nigerian Television Authority in Lagos, where she produced and presented her own shows. Notable among them was Towards a Greater Nigeria, which remains the longest-running documentary series of the station. Her commitment, zeal and passion towards broadcasting did not go unnoticed as she was appointed the Chairman Governing Board of the Lagos State Broadcasting Corporation in 1996. Upon completion of her tenure as Chairman of the Board, she went back to independent television production. In August 2000, at the age of 36, she was appointed as the Director General of the Nigerian Tourism Development Corporation NTDC, a position she held until 2004. After four years of dedicated service, she left the office to establish and run her own media company, Pace Setters Communications Limited, where she works till date. Her contribution to the growth of the nation has been rewarded through various recognitions and awards, notable among which is the award of the member of the Federal Republic. Madame Tourism, as she is fondly called, is married to Lushegwa Motosho, a management consultant and pastor. Their union is blessed with four children. Welcome, <laughs> Tayo Omotosha, to the program. Thank you, Manny. Well, I've said so, and um, you have a very good voice. Thank you. Far-reaching, you. you know. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. But I must say that um, since the age of six, seven, eight, nine, mm. growing up. A lot of my friends, whenever we uh, were together, chatting, playing, they would tell me, there's something about your voice, Tayo. When you grow up, don't go study things that are so, courses that are so difficult, law, medicine, engineering. And I asked them, so what should I study? They said, go study mass communication. And you listen to them, <laughs> didn't you? I initially did not listen until I got to Auntie Anike Agbaje Williams. Oh, yes. In Ibadan. Oh, yes. The very first... I, I know her. You should know her. Yeah. The very first television broadcaster yeah. in Africa. I grew up in Ibadan. So she happened to be like a big auntie to one of my uncles. 
So went together visiting her. So it was when I got there and we're chatting, and she just said, ah, Omodi, what do you want to become when you grow up? And I just smiled, I'm not too sure yet. I'm not too sure, maybe a lawyer or something. Okay, law, fine. When you're in the court, people would like to listen to you because of your voice. But if I were you, try to be like me. <laughs> and then I remember what my friends were telling me. So she yeah. was the word, you know, that inspired you. She really inspired me. How many, much many. time did you put into broadcasting? Ooh, 86 to 2020, about 34 years. About mm. 34 years in broadcasting. Wow. Your days in uh, television, what was your most wonderful experience? Was it your first day at work? or? At... Well, yeah, it was my first day at work as a trainee. As a trainee, uh, there were about, um, there were about uh, 15 of us posted to NTA Baden as youth coppers. And NTA Baden told us they didn't need more than three or four. So they had to look for the best of the 15. And so they put us on a task, what we call voice auditioning. So all of us were lined up at the MCR, the master control room. I was a young graduate from Unilag at that time, and we all had to be given some uh, new script to read and all that. And the very first person, a guy, did the reading, and I realized when he got to that word, communicate, mm. he got stuck. Wow. Neither did any one of us would have known the right way to call communicate. So when this guy got in a community, community, we started looking at ourselves, those of us that are yet to be on the, on the trial. <laughs> so it's like, what is, she try, what is he trying to read? And then we had the script. And I looked at it again. In a community? No. In a, com in a communique. That's the best he called. But I could see the body language of Uncle Bode Alalade. Mm of the blessed memory. He was the one that was putting us on the trial. We had to go through the test. So Uncle Wade was like, so we saw that. Oh, I wouldn't say we, a few of us, I saw that. So I knew that word was not pronounced correctly. It got to my own brief and I said, in a communique. Uncle Wade said, yes, 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 she got it. He couldn't, he couldn't what, like. What, what did you do when you heard him react that way? I was pleasantly you pleased. You felt you got the job. <laughs> I felt on top of the world. And, 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 and then you started working in NTA. I started working with and NTA. Then, you know, as what? As the continuity announcer. And duty continuity yeah. announcer. But I never stayed long at NTA because after... What was driving you away from NTA? Yeah, time? what drove me away drove almost every youth copper away because it was at that time we learned that the state broadcasting corporation bcos were also looking for youth coppers and they were offering double what nta was offering coppers so it's money it's money at that time we were young yeah. <laughs> so why did you stop oh i i wouldn't say i stopped money i left tibadan for lagos and still in the field of broadcasting uh, since I was lucky to have been trained by NTA and the BCOS, because the two of them uh, uh, contributed to my mentoring, 
I must say, and I must say a big thank you for that opportunity. So with that, I continued broadcasting, but as a freelance. You appear to have made rapid progress in uh, broadcasting. Did you not at one time become uh, chairman of a board? Of Lagos State. State Broadcasting. Yes. How did yes. you get? Did you lobby for it? No, no. I, I must be candid with you. Um, as I did say, from Ibadan, I moved to Lagos, and then I still continued as a television broadcaster with NTA, but as a freelance. So I started Paysetters Variety, if you remember, yeah. with children, children playtime. I started Paysetters Variety many years ago, over 30 years ago. And from Paysetters Variety, I also started Towards a Better Nigeria. So we were focusing and spotlighting the activities of government year in, year out, as a freelance broadcaster. And so we did all that during the time of Colonel Olagunsoye Oinyelola, the military administrator. And then when he left, Marua came in. We did the same for Governor Marua. All we did was to let Lagosians know the mandate of Cornell at that time, before he became general, Cornell Marua, Buba Marua, and how he, in terms of his vision for the state. So it was very, very comprehensive. So uh, I got to his office and uh, we got talking. Uh, Madam uh, Motosho, how are you? I'm fine, sir. I'm fine. So good to see you. I sat down. And the next thing, um, I called you because. Um, my television station, LTV8, used to be a darling of so many people, but the standards seem to have fallen. And we have this EcoFM project that they started almost 10 years ago. Successive governments have come in, gone out, and they never completed it. It's almost turning into a white elephant project. Can you sort that out for me? When he said that, I smiled and I said, oh, it would be a pleasure and honor, sir, but in what capacity? That was when he then asked me, how many years have you spent, if I could, I could ask, in broadcasting? I said 11 years. He said, oh, 11 years is good enough. I want you to be the chairman of the governing board of Lagos State Broadcasting Corporation. And you ensure that the EcoFM project is completed. That's your first Monday. What, what kind of reaction did you get at, the, at, at that time when he said it? He said Ghost it. Ghost pimples. He, he or said what? it. He said it. He said it with military precision. Really? He, he was a military administrator. But the fact that one could be called on the quality of the service I rendered, I was humbled because I never knew him before. I know you did that job. Yeah, and we finished the Equifem project okay. by God's grace within yeah. three years because yeah. he gave us time deadline, yeah. and we also resuscitated LTV8. Okay. Right. And today, it's still up. And, and immediately after that, or was it not, you went to NTDC? You're right, like a few months after that. I'll say that is Providence. Just keep coming to you. How did it happen? I would say that's Providence because, Manny, even when I was appointed Lagos State Chairman of the Board, I was in my early 30s, to the glory of God. And it was a four-year tenure. So as soon as I finished, I was still about 36, 36. And a few months after, immediately I finished, I went back to Paysetters Communications. It's good to have a background and a pedestal you're coming from. Because whenever you have a political appointment, you know that it's transient. Do the best you can, and when you finish, 
go back to where you're coming from. Mm. I don't see a reason why you want to, we all, so some people would want to live and die on a political position. They don't want to give the opportunity okay, to other people. Let, let's move to talk about your experience as a director general. Tourism. Tourism. So what did you set out to do? What was, you know? Basically, I set out to promote specific tourism attractions in the six geopolitical zones of the Federation. I was advised as soon as I got the job because my father had been in public service for years. So he advised me that when you get there, make sure you do not develop tourism in the Southwest alone. You are no longer a Southwesterner, you are a Nigerian. So make sure you map out the tourism assets and attractions in the six geopolitical zones. So when I needed to create zonal offices in the zones that we didn't have presence, I did. I created that because I knew I couldn't be everywhere. But you did excellently well from the records as, you know, in your first term of four years. Mm. And you did not apply to go back, you know, for a second term. Why? I did not apply, Manny, because I worked... I mean, that's the procedure anyway, isn't it? Yes, you've got to apply. You've got to it's apply. A procedure, yeah. If you want to have to, eight to, years. If you want to uh, we'll have eight years, it's a procedure. At the time we got there, they told us the procedure. But I did not apply because... Those four years, I worked with every jot of my blood. Thank goodness I got a very supportive and understanding husband everywhere. Who was your husband? Though? Who is your husband? <laughs> is. Don't say Sorry. was. Who is your husband? <laughs> He's still alive and well yeah. and kicking. Yes. <laughs> my husband is a young gentleman I met as a youth copper. So we are best of friends. I was a youth copper. He was a youth copper. And we met on camp. So NYC did that to us. So to go back, yeah, my husband is um, a management consultant and a pastor. Is uh, one of the pastors of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. He never seems to be in the forefront. Did he hand over his trousers to you? <laughs> Whoever, how would I put it now? Uh, if you knew him, you would have seen my husband as a fine gentleman. He allows me to be my best. He gives me all the support. Before he became a pastor, as I told you, I wasn't the only one that saw him as slim, tall, flat, tommied. On camp, I had a very close friend who also liked him. So she thought he wanted her. So he would always come talk with her while I go manage my business. By the time we got talking, and he told me his, um, his um, what do you call it, interest, I asked him, sweetheart, because he was already calling me sweetheart. So I said, sweetheart, would you promise me, if I say yes to you, that 30 years down the line in marriage, 40 years down the line, this your slim, tall figure, flat tummied, will still remain flat? He said, look, it will remain like that, not because I want to impress you, but because I want to live long. Pick a question. Pick a question and you answer the question you pick. Okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I hope so. Pitch Nigeria to a foreign investor in 120 seconds, highlighting key landmarks, tourist destinations, and investment potentials. Your time starts now. Mm. Well, there you go. 120 <laughs> seconds. Sell tourism. Yeah. Nigeria beckons. 
That is a nation of over 200 million people waiting to welcome you. We're very, very hospitable. We're very touristic. In Nigeria alone, you have a full blend of all the tourism assets you could ever think of. Ecotourism, heritage tourism, cultural tourism, sports tourism, conference tourism, agriculture tourism, fashion tourism, cuisine tourism, adventure tourism, just name it. That is the place you need to be. I love being a Nigerian. Nigerian beckons you. Truly Nigerian. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tayo. But I mean, it was also during your time that we had a Miss World. Yes, I wouldn't forget that. I was just coming to that. I must say that's actually the high point of my tenure. You know, Manny, if you hard working, you're committed and you love what you do, and you have faith in God, he has a way of making things work out for you. And that's why it's been a blessing all the way. It was as if the Lord knew that I needed a tourism icon, tourism ambassador, tourism trademark for my country. And that was the time the most prestigious beauty pageant in the world was won by an African. Were you there? Of course. In London. Yeah. It was organized. The, the representation for Nigeria was packaged by Ben and Guy Mori Bruce. They've done so well for this nation. And of course I went, like a lot of other people, when we knew that we were uh, filing a Nigerian to contest. And there were so many people. Take us through your reaction when you, you know, Nigeria became <laughs> the most beautiful girl in the world. It was awesome. It was awesome. The entire hall went agog. And you know Nigerians are everywhere. The entire hall went agog. And it's like the time we needed Nigeria's glory to come to the fore. And that was the time God did it for us. Don't forget, as I said, we were coming from a military dictatorship of the 1990s till 1999. And then 2000, I became DG Tourism. Within 24 months after that, Miss World came and we marched the winner. Agbani is a beautiful, lovely, well-brought-up daughter of mine. Right. Since you left NTDC, has, has that agency lived up to expectation? Uh, or do you see anything you could have corrected if you were there? Yes, yes. What I would have corrected uh, would have been the, 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 the jettisoning of a lot of initiatives that we started. And it's just a Nigerian phenomenon. It's not peculiar to tourism alone. Because I've noticed that in government circles, there is not what you call continuity of good projects continuity of good projects. It was during my time, we started the Arugugu Fishing Festival, we brought it back to four, and the governor was hands-on, Governor Alero, who later became senator. He drove it, we mobilized the private sector, we worked together, and Arugugu became a business tourism product. Tourism is business. It's not just cultural display and all that. It goes beyond that. Where is Arugugu Fishing Festival today? Things are not improving in Nigeria. Do you feel that way? Well, I, I feel that way because, as I did say, we must learn to change the attitude of, I am here now. I don't want to say anything good about who was there before. 
That was why he talked about lack of continuity, even at the federal government agency level. The things we did collectively as a team, I expected the person that took over from me as DG to continue. You finish your tenure, hand it over to another person. Governance is a continuum. But so, unfortunately... So, so what, what, what frustrates you most about you know, Nigeria? Nigeria. Ooh. The fact that... The fact that you've got to work so hard to make it. And when with a, uh, what do you call it, stroke of luck and God factor, you make it, you still see yourself fighting for the younger ones. Are your children following in your footsteps or they By God's are grace. doing other things? Oh, well, one, one loves broadcasting. And she had actually, because of that, attended... She has a voice like yours. She does. <laughs> so, uh, she does. She does have a voice like and, mine. And none is like your husband. Uh, there's one. There's one like Daddy. Daddy is, as I said, a uh, conservative, a pastor, but a man of wisdom. What kind of a man, what kind of a pastor is he? Is it's my he, husband. Okay, is he a pastor first before the husband, or the husband before the pastor? husband before the pastor okay. and I will say that because my husband is a family man oh he doesn't joke with his family when our children were young we had drivers that should take them to school daddy will leave his own office because he's self-employed he will first sit with the driver have his children at the back they'll go to school together and I'll be wondering sweetheart you don't need to go we have Kingsley we have Papa Tunde uh, we have two drivers around, let them go. And he will tell me, no, I got girls. Hang on, you call him sweetheart. sweetheart yeah. That's too much sugar. You know? <laughs> what, what, what does he call you? Oh, no, Manny, you want to know everything. <laughs> he calls me two names. He calls me Olori because I'm a princess. So he calls me Olori. Olori means the wife of the king. And then when he wants to be English, when he wants to be Western, he calls me Dalone. What's that? <laughs> Dalone is a coinage that my husband got from my father. My father would call my mom Dalone, meaning D-A-R-L dash O-W-N. Dalon, my own darling. Well done. While you are on your way to this island, you're required to take ten, five items with you. What would they be? The very first thing I must take as a Christian, a pastor's wife, Bible. Okay. The second will be a router because I cannot do without Wi-Fi. I, I, I do quite a lot on the internet, so I need a router. Um, if I don't take the Bible, I could access, uh, access it on my telephone, so I must not leave my telephone. I jokingly call my telephone my private small office, so making three now. I must take some bottles of water, because I can live on water for good one month. 
without eating. Really? So I will take my bottles of water. And then the fifth one will be some clothing. Making number five. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> what would you like to quote from the Bible before we round up this conversation? Wow. I love Isaiah 60 verse 1. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of God has risen upon you. So, that has happened. Amen. It's, it been, has. it's been, you know, very, very enjoyable time talking with you, Tayo Omotosho. Thank you, Manny. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation i've enjoyed it so well and you made me say things that i already swore i wouldn't tell him when he asked me they are personal things but it's all good thank it's you all for good. coming on the program it's You're been welcome. the chat and my guest has been omotayo omotosho former dg ntdc i am manny see you next time the chat is produced by channels television you can watch it again online. Just visit our social media platforms, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook.